was at that time in the um, the 19th century. We you know when the when the Parisian morgue was open and people used to go to the morgue as a fun thing to do. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> much going on at home. Really. <laughs> but, you know, I find yeah. I find that sort of dark and gothic and mm. and really interesting. Power to live more with Joe Dodds. Welcome to the Power to Live More podcast, all about productivity, organisation, well-being, energy, and resilience. I'm Jo Dodds and I started this show to enable interesting people to share their stories about how they use their power to live more and by that I mean to do the stuff that they want to do more than the stuff that they need to or should do. It's about creating a life for yourself where you have the energy, health and space to be happy and fulfilled, spending your time as you'd like, whether that be at work, home or somewhere else entirely. That's your choice. My name is Ellie Dodds and I'm co-presenter. Today Joe is interviewing Paula Gardner or Paula Gardner PR. Paula and Joe met years ago via an online community and having met at connected live event they hit it off and now keep in touch and meet for lunch once or twice a year so Joe is really pleased that Paula agreed to come on the podcast. Paula works with entrepreneurs, coaches and experts who want to increase their visibility fast with over 20 years in PR and three PR textbooks to her name Paula is adept at creating best spoken PR and marketing strategies that work she continuously excited by finding creative ways to get her clients publicity and as helping with their visions projects and ideas come to life So I'm really pleased to be interviewing today Paula Gardner of Paula Gardner PR. Welcome, Paula. Thanks for joining me. Thank you. I think we've got a bit of a delay, so there might be a little pause between questions and answers, but I'm sure it'll be fine. (laughs) So start by telling me about you, what you do, where you do it. Uh, Okay. I do PR, marketing, social media. I've been doing... PR side for over 20 years now. I'm based at home. I have a lovely little home office with two kittens that um, are generally lolling about or making a mess of my desk. <laughs> so I work from home majority of the week, but um, I'll be going to central London a couple of times a week, and then you'll probably find me in a coffee shop, um, sort of in between meetings, working away there. So a mixture of being at home and out and about. And if I remember and, rightly, uh, I, oh, see, there's the pause coming in already, the delay. I remember rightly, you posted a, a blog post a couple of weeks ago about um, great places to meet in London, um, which we'll have to put into the show notes because um, I thought it was a really good post with some great ideas. Yeah, well, I've been meeting clients for, oh, gosh, for years. So I've got my favourites, the ones that I know will impress clients or the ones that I know are very sort of comfortable or the ones I know where you can have quite sort of confidential com- conversations so mm. these are the places I meet meet my clients and we put together PR and marketing strategies there. Excellent and what about at home do you have a particular office do you work in different places around the house depending on what you're doing? No I um, I have an office which yeah tends to always work from there it's quite nice I can shut the door on it when work is finished um, that sort of metaphorical 
shut the door on the on work. Occasionally work out in the back garden in the summer if I've got some um, creative work to do, some blog writing or that sort of thing. Um, but in England, that's, that's a bit weather dependent, but I've been managing to do it quite a lot recently. That's great. I, I always want to do that and I never quite feel like I've got the, the environment right for it. So I sort of aspire to it, but I haven't quite made it outside yet. <laughs> yeah, well, it's, it's actually it works, it works very well for me because the Wi-Fi doesn't quite reach outside. So it means that, you know, I've either got to start doing some gardening or get on with some work. And in that case, work tends to win. <laughs> I tend to actually um, sit on park benches and, uh, next to the canal side sometimes and, and do some stuff there um, when I'm sort of walking to and from town or having gone to the shops or something. And uh, mm. I keep thinking I should do a bit more of that because it's quite nice to do that. And, and it feels as well like that's sort of why we work from home so that we can have those opportunities. Yeah, no, I agree, actually. It's very nice to be able to do that. And, I, you know, I find actually if I'm having trouble in the office and something's not flowing, if I go outside, it, it quite often makes a difference. Hmm. So what about um, the stuff that you do to sort of set your day up? Do you have particular things that you have in a morning routine or is it just whatever happens on the day? No, I'm a big, big person for routines. Um, I really enjoy doing a bit of yoga and meditation in the morning. I mean, that sets me up. Um, I also do something called morning pages. I don't know if you've ever come across that, Joe. No, I haven't. That sounds but, um, great. Tell, tell us a, more. <laughs> yeah, there's a book by a woman called Julia Cameron called The Artist's Way. And it's, uh, it was originally meant to be sort of an unblocking, creative sort of people who are creatives and getting stuck. And um, one of the exercises that she suggests doing is the morning pages. And now it's become this huge sort of movement and people do it. Um, you know, uh, writing novels or just creative thinking. And the idea is that you, first thing in the morning, you get up and you write three pages of nonsense, basically. Um, tend to do three sides of A4, and it can be anything that's bothering you. It could be your dreams. It can be ideas for stories or business. And basically, you by the time you've got three pages worth of rubbish out of your head, that's when the good stuff starts flowing. Um, and, it, and must so it be handwritten? To... Must it be handwritten? Yes. Yes, yeah, okay. That's, yeah, that's part of the, the process. Mm-hmm. And actually, I find it works on, on loads of levels. It works on a, a psychological level because you just it's like a brain dump and get rid of all the rubbish. Uh, and it works on a creative level because I find it just gets things flowing. And actually, when I'm thinking about... Um, you know, clients and who I might approach on their behalf. Um, you know, when I sit down at the desk, I've got a very organized way of looking at things. And I think, well, that person's writing about business or they want to be, you know, they're building their profile as an expert in business. So I'll go to the business mags and I've got them in my head and, you know, I'm, I know where to look on my computer. But actually when I'm sat there at my kitchen table writing by hand, all these other sort of different things come in, different, more creative ideas, sort of, you know, off-the-wall ideas. Some of them work, some of them don't. But I think it's it's a very different process and brings very different results. Hmm. 
Yeah, that sounds really interesting. And obviously, we'll put links in the show notes to to that that book and and any other resource uh, that links to it. it. It's interesting. I we were debating recently Little Dodsey and her school report and uh, whether her literacy was uh, achieved or exceeding and the, the teacher was, wasn't sure which it was going to be and uh, one of the issues with with her is that she doesn't like writing so when you ask her to write a story you'll probably get three sentences rather than three paragraphs because she just doesn't like writing yeah Whereas verbally you know like me <laughs> she'll talk for England um but uh and it's interesting you know me podcasting and doing this sort of thing speaking on a stage all of that stuff comes quite naturally and doesn't daunt me at all but the idea of actually sitting down and physically handwriting I mean even writing on a computer for three pages um you know daunts me but handwriting even more so but it sounds like it could be something to at least try um to see what comes from it I guess yeah yeah for me it's a great great exercise I think you need to do it for a few weeks to actually get into it um, and I think, mm. yeah, I think in the book she was talking about how some people don't know what to say, so she just says just write in the same line over and over again <laughs> until something actually hits you because it is a very physical thing. I think that's part of it, sort of letting some part of the brain start start to work. Yes, yeah. Wow. So okay, so you're doing your yoga, your meditation, and your writing. Anything else? Yeah. Um, recently recently I've been going out in the garden with a cup of tea and doing a little bit of a 10 minute potter I am a very reluctant gardener (laughs) and um, I moved into this house about 18 months ago which has a big garden and haven't really done much with it until recently when a friend came over helped me overhaul it and she just said right all you need to do is 10 minutes a day with your little cutters and whatever and a cup of tea and potter about and just do, you know, whatever you think needs to do in there or clear up some leaves. And actually, since then, I've managed to keep it in, in reasonable shape just by doing that. And actually, it's starting to admit I am actually starting to enjoy it. <laughs> and that's, I mean, we talked yeah. on one of, um, one of the other podcasts about mindfulness. That strikes me as being one of those um, activities that can perhaps help you to be more mindful at that moment. Uh, do you find yourself lost in it now? Are you getting into that or are you too busy worrying about what's coming up in the day? I, yeah, I don't really think about, I don't really think ahead. I sort of, uh, by the time, it, it's funny having a cup of tea is almost like an egg timer. Yes. Yeah. So by the time the tea's finished, I'm ready to go back in. Yeah. But, and actually what, what is nice is that I feel as though I've achieved something because it's something I really don't, or didn't used to enjoy doing. I really do feel as though I've achieved something before I even sit down and start to work. Brilliant. That's like me tidying the house up <laughs> after Dodsey and little Dodsey have gone off to work. So what what then? How do you manage uh, your work through the day? Do you have a to-do list or do you use particular tools? Have you got a big piece of paper as one of my other interviewees has? I am, yeah, I'm quite old school in that I like notebooks and I have a very big um, turquoise desk diary that I write down all the things I should be doing that day. I put this list together the, the night before and just work my way through it. And I, I put nice things on there. So it's not just work things. Mm-hmm. If I'm going to like go off and swim in the middle of the day, I'll put that on there. Or if I'm meeting someone for lunch or a coffee. Um, so the, the list doesn't look too, too daunting. Um, one thing that I'm learning is to make the list 
a bit shorter because I'm very good at thinking, oh, I should do that and adding things to the list. <laughs> it's by the time I start work, it's like a whole page long. So I'm trying to keep it to about a third of a page now to actually give myself a realistic chance of, of actually completing the things on it. Yes, otherwise it ends up being a bit depressing. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so I have my death diary and I work my way through it. And it's one reason I prefer, I did try it on the phone for a little while, but one reason I really like using the death diary is that I've got a whole one day to a page and I can look back and see what I did on specific days very, very quickly. Mm. And I make a note if I'm if I'm pitching one of my clients to editors and I make a note who I've sent to and what day so I can just look back through the pages whereas on a phone that's a bit more difficult and you're more likely to, to delete it as well because you think mm. you don't need it anymore and what do you do when you're out and about because presumably you're not carrying well I say presumably you might be carrying your big desk diary what what do you do when you're in London I have a little little notebook that I carry with me um, yeah so before, I'm a big big fan of notebooks I have a notebook for each individual client a notebook for each individual project <laughs> actually it's one of my um, it's one of my fetish is not the word but it's one of my sort of things that I love to do is to find unusual or pretty notebooks um, and you know put me in a station of whether it's liberties or you know, Waterstone, stationery section. I love it. I can find some yeah. really lovely, pretty, interesting ones. And, yeah. um, and it's it's quite, you know, you're not, you're not going to spend a lot of money on, on something which makes you feel good. It's cheaper than a pair of shoes, shall we say. That's true. That's true. Yeah, I was listening to a podcast with um, Gretchen Rubin today, uh, which uh, is mm. the lady who, or who was the lady who wrote the uh, Better Than Before book that uh, Kathy Brown and I recommended uh, before, and uh, yeah. she was saying exactly the same thing with her sister, who she does the podcast with, that that um, they love new, uh, notebooks and that they sort of indulge themselves with their notebooks, and that helps to get stuff done because they just love using them. So maybe I need to drop all this technology yeah. and start uh, using paper again. <laughs> <laughs> there was actually a to-do, um, a productivity system, which I'm sure was a book, and I can't remember what it is. I'll see if I can track it down and put it into the show notes. But it was. Um, you, you wrote a list of the things you had to do um, and then as you went through you crossed them out and then every morning I think you'd go through the list again and you'd cross things out and add them on the bottom if they were still important yeah and you'd keep going I through and I can't Peter yeah Allen. say again Peter Allen getting things done I think it was something this this may not be right but it was something like peter allen getting things done or get things done so there is a getting and things yeah, done which isn't up. that principle but this yeah so maybe it's maybe it was peter yeah. somebody yeah yeah and you you start off by writing a list of absolutely everything you have to do yes and then transferring that into a smaller list yeah i did actually try that for a while probably about 10 years ago yes of course actually transferring it to another list is something you remembered have to remember to do yes yeah yeah (laughs) exactly yeah Yeah, I think we might be muddling up two systems there um and I will check out both of them and see if I can get them into Mm. the show notes but um yeah so okay so um so that's organizing your time during the day what about um at the end of the day you talked about having an office where you can shut the door and sort of break off into being not at work so does that work for Mm. you or how does that work for you and and what do you do to sort of uh, wind down from work and then wind down from the day well um yep I tend to shut the door in my office or 
now and again, if um, I haven't got to rush off to cook or rush off to go out when I finish work, I might play some computer games, <laughs> and a bit of mahjong or something, just to sort of, it helps, sort of it helps clear my mind. Yes. Um, so, yeah, 15 minutes on that. And well, it sounded posher than saying Candy Crush anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I've never done that. You know, mahjong or spider solitaire, which is very mind-numbing. But that, that's the point, I suppose. Um, and then sometimes it's going off to cook. And I have three children and we all eat together when we can. Um, sometimes I'm, I'm heading off to meet friends. Uh, my son um, is hoping to go to uni to study film this year. So he's often got some unusual films um, that he wants me to sit and watch with him or... I'm there going, oh, look, there's a Catherine Hepburn, the Spencer Tracy film. You must look at this one. It's really good. <laughs> trying to get him interested in these old black and white films. Yeah. He's very good. He sits, he sits through them. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it tends to be a lot of film watching, um, eating together, or, you know, I might well be off act to uh, sometimes it's a business networking event. Sometimes it's just meeting friends yeah. going into town. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. So um, before we sort of move off from the, the day and the, the tasks and so on, are there any other tools or apps that you use that you'd recommend that I might not have heard of even? <laughs> yeah, there's um, a really good meditation app that I use in the mornings. It's called Insight Meditation. I don't know if you've heard of that. No, I haven't. But... Um, I mean, I used to use a few different apps where you'd um, be able to set a meditation timer and it would time your meditation and it would stop any notifications or your phone ringing during mm. the time that you were meditating. Um, and the one I used was called Zazen, um, Z-A-Z-E-N. And that was, that was great and I occasionally still do use that. But somebody else recommended Insight Meditation and the reason why I like that is it has lots of guided meditations on there. So, you know, if you and want to actually be guided through a meditation, um, there are loads of different ones. There's like loving kindness meditations, there are mindful meditations, breathing meditations mm. and... Um, there's some with some funky music, very new agey, and they're written all different times. So you can choose three minutes, 25 minutes, an hour. And, um, yeah, so I'm working my way through those. Some of them I love and some of them are, are fine, but, you know, I wouldn't do them again. But I, I really like the fact that you can just think, oh, well, what am I in the mood for today? And then use one of them. Yes, yeah. I so, um, found one recently yeah. called... Um, I think it's called my daily meditation or just mm. daily meditation. I was listening to a, a podcast as I keep mentioning, as I keep doing, um, and they recommended it. And I uh, subscribe to it and I get a new one comes through every day and I haven't done anything with it yet. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, the daily meditation podcast, it's called. And she literally does them every yeah. day, different ones. So she's recording mm. them and she's got a lovely vo voice. So I think it's probably quite good. But yeah. I um, I will yeah. commit to listening to one soon. <laughs> yeah. Well, one thing I like about the insight meditation is lots of different people doing it. 
right lots of different voices so if you if you didn't like one that there is another teacher or mm. meditator that you can meditate with that is different and has a different style mm-hmm. so that's what i really like about it the variety um another app i use quite a lot is manify have you come, come no i haven't um it's basically it's, it's managing your money but i tend to do i tend to sort of update update that once a day uh, you know, you just put the money in and the money out, and um, you can put it into categories. So one thing I quite like about that is that you can look at where you've been spending your money, and they have little icons. So if too much is going on the cocktail item <laughs> icon, then um, <laughs> then you can in- increase the budget for it. <laughs> yeah, indeed, indeed. But it's it's yeah, it's it's because of you know like going. I would find going online to check my bank you know I do it you know but but it's really nice to have it all on, a, on an app and yes. knowing what's happening with my money and how quickly it's coming in or going out and, yeah. and adjusting things accordingly mm. so I tend to do a quick update on that once a day and also I've probably spoken to you about this many times but I've been learning Italian for the last few years yes and uh, when I'm going to Italy, I'm very good and very, very diligent. But as soon as I've been, I sort of slip back into doing it when I remember and every now and again. But I recently come across an app called Duolingo, which I'm really loving. So I'm doing a bit of Italian every day, um, and it's all short little games. And each game involves um, interaction in different ways. So sometimes you have to speak Italian into the phone, sometimes you're translating into English, sometimes you're translating into Italian. And I'm actually finding that that's helping me learn far better than looking through a book and completing exercises ever did. So um, That sounds amazing. Yeah, I hope they've got everybody. a French version. Yeah. I'm going to download it this afternoon. <laughs> yeah, they've got lots of different ones. They have, they've got a Turkish version that somebody found the other day. And it's free as well, and um, wow. and you can decide what level you want. So you can be a casual user, or you can, you know, go at it very yes. seriously. And what I like about it is that it sends a little update to you every day at lunchtime, <laughs> saying, "Don't forget to do your practice." That's so Which cool. I find very handy, actually. That's mm. so cool. I can say thank you in Turkish, by the way. Anyway. To Shukala, oh, apparently. Okay. My friends, uh, oh. or uh, little Dodsy's best friend's family are living over there at the moment, and they said, think about tea Shukala. <laughs> apart from... Yeah, her, it's a bit like chocolate. Yeah. yeah, apart from her granny got it the wrong way around and kept saying sugar tea la to everybody, so they didn't know what she was talking about. <laughs> 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 That's brilliant. Those are really good, and I'm definitely off to uh, download that Duolingo one, so uh, thank you for that. So um, what about um, relaxing? We've talked... Um, about uh yoga and meditation already is there anything else that you do you talked about a bit about cooking as well or um anything else that uh sort of calms you down yeah swimming i really enjoy swimming and again i think that's a mental thing as much as a physical thing i find it um it's not mindful it's almost mindless as you're going back and up and back again so um, I try to go swimming a couple of times a week. Mm, mm. I usually do that in the winter times, so which is a nice break from work. Um, so that's yeah, swimming is a big thing for me. Are you one of those ladies that doesn't get that doesn't get your hair wet and, and goes along talking to people? How did you know? Yeah, I'm not keen on putting my face in the water. So I do the breaststroke with my sort of nose above the water. So I don't think I'm particularly effective for that way. But, um, Brilliant. Brilliant. 
Excellent. So what about other yeah, stuff to other stuff to keep you healthy? What about, uh, you know, diet, nutrition, that sort of thing, sleep? Any tips there? Sleep, I, I adore my sleep, and sometimes I can go to bed as early as 9 o'clock. <laughs> if I've done the swimming sometimes, I'm actually exhausted. But, yeah, I, I, like, I like sleeping, and I can sleep through, and, yeah, and um, don't like waking up. So I'm a, I'm a long, lazy waker-upper, hence the meditation and the yoga in the morning. Uh, Nutrition-wise, I've been playing around with lots of the new, a new fad at the moment, isn't it? Sugarless cooking. Yeah. I've been playing around with um, deliciously Ella recipes. Oh, I like deliciously um, Ella. Yes. Much, yeah, very much like the chocolate um, chocolate cookies. Mm-hmm. And what do they have instead of chocolate? Um, instead of not chocolate, what do they have instead of sugar? Um, that's the thing. They have a raw cacao, they have maple syrup. So even though I'm enjoying all these recipes, I'm actually finding that they still have quite a lot of sweet stuff in them, which is interesting. Yes. So um, perhaps not quite as lovely for you as I thought they might be nevertheless very delicious yeah there's a um, um, there's some research that says that if you sort of keep giving your body food um sugary tasting things you know like fruit mm. and um you know dates and as you say um maple syrup that that you don't even though some of the options are better than the refined sugar that actually you don't um yeah. stop your body craving it so you sort of tend to eat it more or or you know overeat it or, or whatever um yeah so I mean, we use xylitol um which um isn't sugar but does you know add that sweet flavor to it um but i don't know if that mm. is the same as, as the others that you know it still keeps you wanting sweet stuff i don't know mm. interesting yeah what else do i do for nutrition wise my, my diet has changed a lot in the last last couple of years i try and avoid gluten wherever possible so mm-hmm. at home I have gluten-free breads um gluten-free fish bingos I'm not so you know um hung up on it and the fact that you know if I go out to Costa or whatever I won't have a, a normal cake or if someone serves me up you know gluten sort of normal mm. cake or biscuits you know mm. I, you know I don't hold myself back you're not awkward way. like me but <laughs> so, yeah, when, when I'm at home and I, I have the choice and the opportunity, then I'll, I'll opt for the, glu- the gluten-free stuff. And I've stopped, you know, dairy-wise. I have soya, or almond milk. The one thing I'm not good at is drinking water, um, and for some reason I tend to always forget, which is weird. Um, I drink a lot of tea. Yes. But um, yeah, drinking water is probably um, one thing I, I do need to work on. I have a, a friend who we have a call every Monday, just a sort of a fitness and health call about stuff like this, about, um, you know, drinking water and exercise. And, mm-hmm. and um, it's quite good. It's quite good for keeping it, keeping each other on track. Yes. So that um, she's a member of a running club and occasionally, you know, if she has goes through a, a really busy patch, doesn't go and, I can pull her up and say, you haven't been for a few weeks, have you? And that'll get her going. Yes. You know, she'll do the same to me about something else. And it's only about, we schedule it in two o'clock on a Monday. It's only mm. about five minutes, but it, it really helps, actually. Yes, yeah. So I read an article a few 
uh, months ago by Primal Blueprint, Mark Sissons. And it was about water. And it was about, actually, we don't need as much water as everyone leads us to believe. And you know that thing about if you... you know, have a wee and it's really yellow that you need to drink more water. It it sort of blows a lot of that stuff out of the water, (laughs) pun intended, Um, (laughs) or maybe pun not intended. And I found it quite interesting because I'm not so good at drinking water sort of through the day. Um, Mm -hmm. Although I do drink, I drink green tea and I tend to make a big pot of it in the morning. And then um, as it gets cold, I just drink it cold, which is, you know, fine. So I tend to do that rather than actually drinking water um and as i say he says that you know actually some of that stuff about drinking a lot of water is actually a bit of a myth so um i'll see if i can track down that article and uh, and put that on the show notes and, and pop that through to you might make you feel better anyway yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um and so um on the other sort of recommendation side of things what about um things that inspire you and and you enjoy and what about learning and and so on are there certain books films music that you that you like you've talked about films with your son already i guess your uh, black and white films yeah. that you like <laughs> um it's not so much films it's, it's more travel so travel inspires me a lot and i really love reading travel magazines travel books hearing about um other people's travels i mean um as you may know, I have a, a travel blog called foodinthecity.com. So I follow a lot of other travel bloggers and where they, you know, where they've been and you know their their approach to travel. So I find I find that very inspiring. I think if I have one big passion in my life, it, it's traveling. So mm. you know, a lot of my my reading and stuff is is around that. Um, and it tends to be about European countries, France, Spain, Italy. I'm very interested in reading about Spanish Civil War, actually. I find that a fascinating subject. Hmm. Um, the actual amount of, well, it's a very sad, sad subject, you know, that the, you know, the whole sort of devastation that hit the country. Yeah. Um, and you can still see, you can still see it affects people even now. Um, you know, I met somebody who was telling me that, you know, in, even in the villages in Spain now, the whole, you know, one half of the community won't talk to the other because they were on different sides in the, in the Civil War. It's really? Wow. There. Still, yeah. Yeah, it still had the presence there. So I find stuff like that really, really interesting. So I do a lot mm. of reading around that. Um, mm. Also, you know, I did English at, at uni, so I'm really keen to continue and keep up my, my classics. Mm. Um so I do do a reread of Hardy and Lawrence and all those sort of things on, on a rolling basis. And recently got into Zola. Um, read um, probably pronouncing this terribly, but Therese Lacroix, which I found really dark and moody, and it was all all about that time in the um, the 19th century. You know when the when the Parisian morgue was open and people used to go to the morgue as a, a fun thing to do. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> right, much going on at home. Really. But, you know, I find yeah. I find that sort of dark and gothic and mm. and really interesting. And mm. um, yeah, I'm very much getting into the French the French writers and and their their um their style. Right. That, yeah. that era. So read a lot of that stuff. But now and again, I read the odd business book, inspiring business book. I went through, I think probably in, in the early days quite um you know i used to read all these business books motivational stuff but um 
actually I became quite disillusioned about them in the end. There were things like the EMF, where mm. everyone rushed out to try and sort of automate their business or try and, you know, franchise their business rather, and then the four-hour work week and everyone's trying to automate their business. Yeah. And it's quite interesting how these things come in, come in waves. And I do read them because obviously it, it's linked to what I do and I've got to know, know about it. But I think I've gone a little bit cynical in my old age and think, you know, other people telling you how your business should be is, is not the way to go. You've got to look inside and see how you want it to be, not what somebody on a bookshelf says. Yes, yeah, and also sometimes I think. I mean, I I do read quite a lot for 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 business, but part of you know where PowerToLiveMore dot com or I don't know why I keep adding the dot com <laughs> PowerToLiveMore came from is because I found that whilst I kept thinking I should be reading the business books and the articles relating to HR and employee engagement and social media and things like that, I actually was you know reading the books to do with productivity and organisation and wellbeing, which is the stuff that. I, you know, enjoy and sort of takes me away from work, although obviously productivity and organisation can be uh, both things for me. But um, I particularly yeah. like reading um, with Ellie, you know, little Dodsey. We, um, we're going through things like Pollyanna and Anne of Green Gables and Swallows and Amazons and um, really a lot of them I didn't okay, actually read when I was young. So really enjoying doing yeah. that. And I'm hoping I can continue doing that with her for a long time um, because it's something yeah. that that is a shared story that we're listening to as opposed to me reading to her because her reading is very good and sometimes she reads to me instead but uh, it's not about the reading bit it's about the you know being able to discuss stories and 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 so on together a bit like you know so I was sitting down and watching a film together it's just like an older version of that (laughs) when telly didn't exist yeah yeah (laughs) and it is I know you what you mean about discovering something so you know i've seen all the big films lawrence of arabia and the godfather and you know all the woody allen films and my first time of seeing those is obviously gone but you know my son is seeing them for the first time and it's really interesting seeing somebody's reaction to yes. you know these films that i know are you know classics yes and yeah. it's, it's lovely sharing that with somebody hmm. yeah most definitely so you're painting a lovely picture of a very calm, learning, enjoyable environment. What about if things don't go quite as planned? <laughs> How does that go? I'm <laughs> <laughs> not supposed to ask about that. Um, okay. Well, I have two kittens, and they're they're very therapeutic for if things aren't going quite so well. <laughs> but, um, yeah, getting down on the floor and playing with them is is quite fun. Yeah, takes my mind off it. Um, yeah, actually, going back to exercise, uh, the gym, I don't particularly relish going to the gym or doing a run. I try, I try and do a run once a week, but I actually do feel quite empowered after it. I feel quite energized, and um, that's quite good for getting rid of negativity, I think, because mm-hmm. um, you have to focus so much. Yeah. And, um, so I find, I find that helps a lot and also gives me a sense of achievement. Yes, yeah. I am a big, um, what's the word, not warrior, but if something has gone wrong, I will replay the event again and again or, or dwell on it. Yes. Until I had some um, really good, not really good, I read, I read um, in a blog recently, someone said, quoting somebody else, um, you know, saying stop at the first arrow. So, I think they're using the metaphor of you know some warrior running and get, getting <laughs> shot by an arrow yeah and, and that but in his head he keeps replaying that 
that pain over and over again when yes. actually he only had to experience once and then he could let it go. Um, and that sort of stuck with me, actually, that whole thing of, right, just stop it the first time where it happened. Maybe think about a little bit about, you know, what you could have done wrong if there was anything and then let it go. So I'm, I'm trying to live by that at the moment. Yeah, no, I really love that. I'm I'm a bit of a dweller as well, and uh, you know, when you when you really sort of keep replaying stuff, sometimes you can like wake up the next morning and think, hang on, there's something that I'm worrying about. What is it? And and you know, and just having forgotten about it overnight, bring it back up again and getting all the same feelings yeah. again. So yeah. I really love that concept. So um, I uh, I will uh, I'll write that down myself. Thank you. Really appreciate that. So so when yeah. you've had the chance to do the stuff that you really want to do rather than the stuff that you have to do, mm. what what have you done? What's that was that perfect day for you? Um well, I know how I'm feeling actually, because years ago I would have felt very elated and I would have done something really exciting and da 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 da. But now I don't know if this is because I'm a little bit older or if it's because I I just feel a lot more content. It would be just that it would be that feeling of contentment that I fitted in what I needed to have done. Mm. So I would have, you know, I would have got my clients something. So, um, you know, for instance, yesterday, um, day before yesterday, I sent out a press release and somebody phoned me yesterday in response to that release and said, you know, would one of your clients like to write a piece for me? And, it, you know, he was asking for a three page piece in a in a prestigious journal. So it yes. was great. And, you know, that that feeling it you know on a personal level it's lovely and on a business level it's great because I know that she's going to be really happy when I tell her when she's back from a holiday and you know he actually called me so we had a really nice conversation so that gave me a, a nice glow so it's lovely when things go really well mm. like that mm. um and just yeah just getting stuff getting stuff for my clients know that I've you know fitted in some form of, of exercise had some time with my kids, maybe, you know, had coffee with a friend or connected over a phone call. I suppose it's all that thing about being in balance. I don't have to be out there doing mad, wild things at the moment. I think for me, at this current moment, it's all about balance. Mm. When my kids leave home, it will be back to the wild thing. Sure. <laughs> but for the moment, it's all about balance. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and just, yeah. And actually just being, being very content. Brilliant. Yeah, I, I know what you mean. As you say, you sort of have a tendency to think, oh, is it because I'm a bit older? But maybe it's just because we've sort of worked it out a bit more and it doesn't feel like we need to do any of that stuff or be so frenetic. It's actually appreciating some of the the sort of stuff that didn't seem that exciting when we were younger, but actually, you know, just makes you feel good. Yeah, and I do know people in business um, who they seem to be, you know, bundles of energy and they're going from one event to another and um you know they do spend a lot of time out and about on on the road and um you know having meetings and and i can see that they really thrive on that but actually i think you know i i tend to prefer a much sort of more relaxed um thoughtful pace i think is, mm. is the word yeah yeah, yeah. well Brilliant. We have come to the end of the interview and I have really enjoyed it. And um, it's reminded me why we get together for yeah, lunch too. every so often and we must do that again soon. Um, so thank you for yeah. uh, all the things that you shared, some really good stuff that we'll be putting into the show notes. Um, so for, lastly, how can people find out more about you and connect with you and, and see what you're up to? Okay, well, my website is paulagardnerpr.com and 
I also have a little e-course, a little free e-course that you can sign up to there called Start a Love Affair with the Press. So that's quite a nice little intro if um, you're either thinking about PR or you sort of do PR already and want, want a little bit of sort of inspiration and motivation. Mm-hmm. So that's available on the website. And the travel website again? The travel website is called soothedinthecity.com. Lovely. Thank you. Thanks a lot for joining me, Paula. No, thank you, Joe. It's been lovely. Thank you. Bye-bye. Joe's Gems. This is the part of the show where I do a recap of the key points of the interview, the stuff that I really liked and the apps, books, music tips and tools that were shared. This is for you if you heard something that you want to check out but you couldn't write it down in time. Hopefully I've got you covered. And this is the bit for the really time-pressed. You can just listen here and get the gems from the interview. But of course, I wouldn't suggest you do that and miss out on the great conversation that I had with Paula. So, for the apps, we talked about some meditation apps. The Insight Meditation and Zazen Meditation, which is one that Paula particularly recommends. She also talked about Monify.me, which is an app to enable you to manage your money via your smartphone and Duolingo, which is an app to help you to learn a language through repetition and regular daily practice. And uh, you can use their website to do that as well. And I have to say that I've been using it since I did the interview to learn French. And it's it's a really, really effective app uh, as well. Uh, so tools, we I mentioned one by a guy called Mark Forster that I went away and had a look at um, to find out what it was called and it was his process called autofocus and this is where you have just one paper list that you work through and update all the time. Then Paula talked about the book The Artist's Way and the full title is The Artist's Way A Course in Discovering and Recovering Your Creative Self by Julia Cameron and it was originally meant to be about unblocking for creatives uh, but Paula mentioned it because she said there was an exercise in there called morning pages that's where you get up and you handwrite three pages of anything and uh, Paula says it really works as a as a great sort of uh, starter to, to get rid of a lot of sort of rubbish out of your head and get your creativity working and get things flowing. We talked about the book Better Than Before by Gretchen Rubin and also the podcast that she does um, and the full title for that, Better Than Before, What I Learned About Making and Breaking Habits to Sleep More, Quit Sugar, Procrastinate Less and Generally Build a Happier Life. We also mentioned Getting Things Done by David Allen, which is a well-known productivity system and there's a book and websites and various other resources that uh, link to that if you do a search for it. Then some books that... Paula recommended uh, fiction books that she's uh, read and some that I talked about. So there was um, Thérèse Raquin by Emile Zola. Um, so you see my Duolingo's working. <laughs> um, and that was a clinically observed sinister tale of adultery and murder among the lower classes in 19th century Parisian society. So sounds uh, interesting. That's the, the one she was talking about in the clip right at the beginning. And then I talked about some of the books that I've been reading with Little Dodsey and uh, I suggested Pollyanna by Eleanor H. Porter, Anne of Green Gables by Lucy Maud Montgomery and Swallows and Amazons by Arthur Ransom. And I think I probably said in the, in the podcast that uh, all of those have got about 12 books in the set, which you don't realise when you start reading and then you get uh, sort of sucked into it a bit like watching a, a box set on, uh, on the telly and you end up having to watch the lot, uh, or in this case, read the lot. Paul also talked about some classic films that she really likes, Lawrence of Arabia, 
The Godfather and any of the Woody Allen films. And then some of the tips that we talked about. Firstly, was about routines and how important they are. Paula talked about doing things like yoga and meditation in the morning as a routine so it happens every day. And then in common with some of the other people I've interviewed for the podcast so far, Paula talked about liking notebooks to manage her to-do list. So there's me with all my technology and apps and so on. And uh, and Paula actually uses a desk diary and a notebook for each client project uh, as well. So very much about the offline uh, way of doing those sorts of things. We talked about mindfulness. Paula talked about how she swims to create that opportunity. And she actually talked about it almost being mindless rather than uh, mindful because uh, she doesn't really have to think about anything while she's uh, swimming along. Uh, we discussed uh, how important sleep is for health and well-being. And one of the things Paula talked about when we were talking about um, uh, books and, and uh, some of the books that Paula had read in the past for business, she said that uh, one of the things that frustrates her is other people telling you how your business should be um, is not the way to go. She says you've got to sort of look inside yourself and see how you want it to be, not sort of do what somebody has just told you to do in a book, um, which I thought was an interesting uh, point. And one that I really liked was she talked about the concept of being able to stop at the first arrow. So letting things go when you sort of get that pain point the first time, if you like, rather than to keep replaying that issue over and again and keep feeling the pain. So I really liked the the stop at the first arrow concept. And uh, Paula talked about living more for her being all about balance and that's, um, that's actually about being very content. Uh, we mentioned a couple of podcasts, Happier with Gretchen Rubin I mentioned already, and I talked about the Daily Meditation podcast, which is daily uh, meditations, funny enough, <laughs> um, where you can subscribe and then every day the meditation downloads. So, um, you know, you've got a different meditation each day if that's what you uh, want to, to, to do. Uh, then we talked about a few websites. So I specifically mentioned Paula's blog post about the best places to meet clients in London, uh, which gives some really good opportunities and, and ideas. Paula likes to play online games to sort of um, finish off the day at the end of the working day. So she talked about uh, Mahjong and I think that's how you say it, and um, Spider Solitaire. And then we talked food and nutrition. We mentioned Deliciously Ella, the Primal Blueprint. And then uh, we also talked about Paula's uh, travel blog, which is called soothedinthecity.com, which is where the article about the best places to meet in London was as well. And to contact Paula, you can go to her website, which is paulagardnerpr.com. And she has a free e-course there for you, which is entitled Start Your Love Affair with the Press. And as I mentioned as well, she has the travel website, which is soothedinthecity.com. Of course, all this information is available on the show notes on the website, and that's powertolivemore.com forward slash three. Use your power to live more. Don't forget to go to powertolivemore.com forward slash three to find all the links, and I look forward to speaking to you next time. Bye.